This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, the weekly shiur on Ramban Ala Pasha, which is one week, one day late this week. Parshat Masei, this is Ezubek. Parshat Matot Masei. I want to talk about two Rambans, which are not directly connected. Um, although there is a, uh, there is an external connection, which I think might be significant. Um, Ramban in the end of Parshat Mas'ei. Pasuk Lamed Chet. Perak Lamed Bet, Pasuk Lamed Chet. The Moshe Rabbeinu is giving out the land in Eva HaYadein, the land of the uh, Sichon and Og, to the two and a half Shvatim, Gad, Uvein, and half of Menasheh, who received their inheritance, their portion over there. And then there's a list of... Uh, of, of, of cities and, and, and uh, places which the Jews, the two and a half Shvatim, built over there. Uh, and the Torah goes into quite a lot of detail. Vet Nevo, Vet Bal Maon Musabot Shem, Vet Sivma. Vayik Uve Shemot, Shmot Arima Shebanu. Last Pasuk, after listing a whole bunch of other places built, it says these were cities that were built by Bnei Gad Ubnei Uvein. The last two or three are Vet Nevo, Vet Bal Maon Musabot Shem. They built Nevo and Bal Maon, who whose names were changed. whose names had been turned over. Musabot Shem, ve'et sivma. And then, vayikru v'shemot et shvot ha'arim asher banu. And they called, by name, the names of the cities which they built, which literally translated doesn't mean anything at all. They called, by name, the names of the cities which they built. Vashi says, uh, explaining, I think, both the beginning and the end of the Pasuk, Nivo uval ma'on shemot abodah zarahim. These two cities, which are called Musa Botshem, the names, the names have been changed, Nevo and Baal Ma'on, those two names were names of Avodah Zarah. It's perfectly conceivable that uh, a city will be called in honor of an idol, of a false, of a, of a god. The Rashi is quoted in Chazal, that it was the, it was the, it was the custom of the Amorites, the kingdom of Sichon, to call their cities by the names of their gods. Therefore, the word therefore doesn't appear in Rashi, I'm adding it, and, and therefore, when the Jews resettled and rebuilt those cities, they changed the names because the old name was Abu Dazar. And they didn't want to call it by that, by that, by that name. Zehu Musabotshen, that's what it means, Musabotshen, the names were changed. In other words, it says, They built Nevo and Baal Ma'on with their names changed. In other words, these were the original names, Nevo and Baal Ma'on, but when they rebuilt it, they gave them new names, which aren't listed here. They built Nevo and Baal Ma'on under the new names. Presumably, according to Rashi, that's the end of the Pasuk, that's, that's what the end of the Pasuk means. 
et Shmo Ta'arim Asher Banu, they gave the names to the names of the cities in which they built. In other words, they gave new names to all the cities which they which they built because apparently Vashi believes it was a general practice that these cities all had uh, um, idolatrous pagan names which needed which needed to be changed. The Ramban argues that this is not true. His first question, which he actually only hints at, is if it was a general MRI practice to do so, then why were only two cities explicitly said Musa Shem, and then a general statement and they gave new names to all the cities? Why are these two singled out? Second question, he says, the man doesn't understand why would the Torah say they built Nevo and Balma'on and gave them new names. As opposed to saying they built the cities with the new names and those names were different than the old names. In other words, the Torah tells us the old bad names and says, and they gave them new names. As opposed to telling us what the new names were. After all, there's a bad name and a, and a, and a, and a, and a good name, an old name and a new name. She tells us the new name is new rather than saying the old name is is old. And in fact, the Ramban points out, looking over the Torah quickly, where there is a place that has two names, the Torah always tells us both. First of all, he says, as a general rule, I, I jumped ahead. The general, he says, whenever they capture a city and they give a new name, they tell you the new name because well, it's part of the capture, you know, the ceremony, giving a new name. So there are a few cases like that. And it says, they call it Dan, Keshem Dan Avihem, Eten Chabot Yair, Vayikra Novach Bishmo, the end of this, uh, this very parasha. Somebody captured a city and gave it a new name after himself, after his father. It tells you the new name. And in fact, where there are two names, the Torah tells us both. Gives us two examples where a city had two names, an old name and a new name. The Torah tells you both. Chevron used to be called Kiryat Arba. Dvir used to be called Kiryat Sefer. The Ramban therefore explains the opposite of Ashi. It's not that Nevo and Balma'on were the old names and they were changed. Nevo and Balma'on were the new names. Now, what sort of new names were they? After all, there's no particular explanation for where these names come from. So Nevo makes the following assumption. It appears to me. He knows he has no direct proof for what he's saying. In my opinion, this appears to me the most logical assumption. It's an assumption. Nevo admits when he makes... Uh, presumptions that are not explicit. But he says it appears to me to be a logical one. Remember, a significant portion of the kingdom of Sichon had previously been Moav. The Torah told us before the Jews came to this land that in fact the Sichon had warred against the first king of Moab and had taken part
part of his land and made it into the new kingdom of Sichon. That was the Amorites conquered it from the Moabites. This has very important halachic consequences because the Gemara says that even though the Jews are not allowed to take land from Moab and they are allowed to take land from Edom, so here you have land which is originally Moab land, but there's a halachic principle involved here. Amonu Moab If Sichon conquers land from the Moab, it's no longer Moabite land, it's now Amorite land, and you can take it. Which is why the Jews, in fact, when they fought against Sichon, took all his land later on. In Haftar we read a few weeks ago, um, later on, the many generations later, the king of Ammon will claim, you had no idea to take this land because it was Ammon or Moab land, and, and therefore you should give it back to me. And Yiftach, the judge, answers the king of Ammon, we didn't take it from you. We took it from Sichon. What, what, what's going on here? Ammon, in speaking for his brother Moab, is claiming original rights, and Yiftach is answering, conquer his rights. We don't attack Moab, we attack Sichon. This is Sichon land, not Moab land, because once you lost it, you lost it. There are obvious political ramifications, uh, contemporary political ramifications to this principle that I, uh, I do not wish to mention. In any event, the Ramban is basing himself on that historical fact and is making the following assumption. The land we're talking about now, these two cities specifically, Nevo and Nevo uh, and Baal Ma'on, were, uh, these were original Moabite cities, and these were the original Moabite names. Ki Eilo HaShemot Hayu Shemot HaArim Biyad Moab B'Sichon Kavash Kol HaArim HaEleh Mimelech Moab HaRishon As was stated in Parshat Chukat. doesn't mention the cities there, but they were stated in Parshat Chukat. These cities were not mentioned there, but other cities were. And in fact, reading the Pasha of Yiftach, where Yiftach mentions the cities that he says the Jews inhabited after conquering it from Sichon and not from Ammon and Moab, and Yiftach says, B'Shebet Yisrael B'Cheshbon U'Vnoter U'V'Aroer U'Vnoter V'Chol Ha'arim Asher Al-Yad Arnon so it mentions there Aroer and Cheshbon, which uh, were mentioned in the previous Pasuk in our Pasha. Uvnei Rubin Banu et Cheshbon, ve'et El Alei, ve'et Kirgatayim, ve'et Nevo, ve'et Balmaon. And before that it says, B'nei Gad built Atarot ve'et Aroer. So two of these cities, Cheshbon and Aroer, are mentioned specifically as being cities that were contested. B'nei Amon asked for them back. And Yiftach said, no, no, we got them from Sichon. And so the Ban therefore extends the list to the cities which we're dealing with, Nevo and Baal Ma'on. And he continues to bring more and more proofs of that. For instance, later on, in Sefer Melachim, it says that Tiglat Peleser, Melech Ashur, conquers the land from Ruvain and Gad. And he exiles so who moves in in their place? Ramban claims Moab moves in in their place because Moab saw this as being, as we saw Melech Ammon argued with Iftach, Moab and Ammon saw this as being their ancient ancestral lands, therefore they moved in when the land was vacated by the Israelites who were exiled by Ashur. 
כי מצאנו בספר ימיהו, כאשר החרין נבוכנצר את מואב, remember there's סנחרב, not that סנחרב, it's like a תגלת פלסר, סנחרב's predecessor, as king of Ashur, conquers the uh, east bank of the Jordan, exiles the Jews living there, and two or three generations later, נבוכנצר conquers the entire territory. Among other things, he conquers the land of Moab next to Israel. And then, it says explicitly in Sefer Yimiyahu, that the Muchanetzah conquers all the cities of Moab. And it mentions, Cheshbon, Elalei, Kiryatayim, Divon, Nevo, Ya'azer, Ba'aro'er, Uvan Ma'on, Shekarau, Beit Ma'on. It doesn't say Ba'amon, it says Beit Ma'on. It explicitly mentions Nevo. mentions all the other cities in our parasha. One after the other, Kiyatayim, Divon, Ya'azer, Aro'er, and even Baal Ma'on is mentioned, but it's called Beit Ma'on. Ba'an says it's the same name. Sounds like a modern archaeologist. You have small changes in names, we know it's the same place. Uveit Nimra, Shekarao, Nemeirim, V'yatsa, V'arei, Em Kulam Nemoav, they're listed in Yemiyahu as being the cities of Moab that the Muchanetzah conquered. They didn't belong to Moab. They had belonged somewhat previously to Israel, and before that they belonged to Cheshbon. To, uh, excuse me, to, um, um, to the Amori. Sichon and, and, uh, and, and, and Og, but they, they belong to Sichon. So why when the Buchanetzah conquers it are they Moabite cities? Obviously it could be because some other reason Moab moved in. But the man is claiming if Moab moved in after the Jews were exiled by Ashur, apparently in their minds it was always Moabite land and this reinforces his argument that all the lands listed in the Pasuk that we are reading now that were being rebuilt by God and, and, and B'nai Ruvain including the two cities called Musa Bochem Nevo and Balmaon these were all original Moabite cities uh, before they became Emirate cities before they became before they belonged to Sichon Melech Emori and he brings another proof, similarly when Sancheirev, after Tiglat Peleser, came from Ashur and conquered or overran Moab, it mentions many of these cities. It doesn't mention Nevo and Baal Ma'om, but it mentions many of the others. Therefore, he says, having established in his own mind the historical fact that these cities were originally Moab and afterwards Sichon. The one says, it wasn't that the Jews changed the names. Emori changed the names. The the tribes of Israel, when they came to this land, they rebuilt, or they built, Nevo and Baal Ma'on, Musa Bochem. Nevo and Baal Ma'on had other names when they got there, which we're not going to mention to you. We're not telling you the old, meaning the, the present names, the names that Sichon called them. No, no. These names, Nevo and Baal, uh, um, and Baal Ma'on, are the names that the Jews call them. But where they get these names from, they were the names that had been changed under their Marie. In other words, the original, original name was Nevo and Baal Ma'on. Their Marie called it by some other name, and the Jews returned, restored the original names from the time of Moab. Ha'arim kulan he musabot shem et shmam harishon. 
כשהיו ביד מואב. ובני ראובן וגד קראו אותם בשמות כאשר בנו אותן. And Reuven and God gave them the back their original names. ולא אמר כתוב ויקראו שמות לערים אשר בנו. אבל אמר ויקראו בשמות את שמות הערים. It doesn't say that, the end of the פסוק. It doesn't say, and the Jews gave names to the cities which they built. ויקראו בשמות את הערים אשר בנו. It says, and well, it sounds like a very strange locution, ויקראו בשמות את שמות הערים אשר בנו. And they called by name the names. What do you mean to call by name the names? So they called, and they gave names, they called by name the cities which they built. So he says, no, it's not that they gave new names every place they went. There's no such Jewish minute to give new names every place you go. But, ויקראו בשמות את שמות הערים, means they gave the names on the basis of the names. In other words, they restored the old names. The Jews called these places by the names of their names. In other words, their real names. And the real names were Moab names. ויקראו בשמות את שמות הערים אשר בנו. כי קראו להם בשמות את השמות הראשונים אשר היו להם בתחילה. כי רצו להזכירם בשם הידוע להם מאז. Now, the question is, first of all, the Rabbi is now making an historical fact, which he says this Pasuk says. In these two, specifically these two cases, the Jews came, they rebuilt the city, and they restored the ancient Moabite name that had been erased and changed under Sichon rule. Now, why did they do that? The Rabbi gives either two or three reasons. And depending on how you read this, I think it's three. But I will leave it for you to decide. The Ramban says as follows. They gave, they restored the old names. Ki ratzu lahaskiram b'shem hayadu alahem me'az. For they wished to mention them by the name that they were known from old. Or, o lahovish et moav. Or in order to embarrass Moab. Or because the Amorite names were Bodazara. I think there are either, I, I personally think that there are three reasons here, but let me first say the two that are obvious. The man says that they changed the name because they wished to uh, change the names because these names were Bodazara and they didn't want to use those names. And therefore they went back to the old names. That's reason A. Reason B is Lahovish et Moab which literally translated means to embarrass Moab. I frankly do not understand exactly what the point is here. They deliberately used Moabite names, so, so I guess it means to taunt, so to speak. Lahovish, milashon busha. Lahovish et Moab. They wish to embarrass or to taunt Moab by using the old names. And I don't get the point exactly. That's what the band says. What I really think is that there are three reasons here. The opening line, the key, the first key, is the third reason. And I think it's the main reason. They wish to use the ancient names. Oh, a second reason. Oh, a third reason. Because the present names, the Amorite names, were Abu Dazara. Look at Sefer Yoshua, who conquered many lands in Canaan, many cities, and not once do we find that anyone gives a new name. So, and, and one final proof that the man has, the pasuk has three 
cities. Ve'et Novo, ve'et Ban Ma'on, Musabot Sheim, ve'et Sivma. What is this Ve'et Sivma doing? He says, it proves my point. Shebanu et Sivma, ve'enam Musabot Sheim. Only two cities would change, had the names changed, and not even the one that's immediately in the same Pasuk, uh, which comes after the word Musabot Sheim. Sivma clearly did not have its name changed. You see, that fact it didn't change any names except for these two. And the proof he mentioned, Yoshua didn't change any names when he conquered all of Eretz Kanan. What's the Ramban's point? Vashi had implied that it's a Jewish minute to change the names. It's true, Vashi gave the reason, because the Ebarites used the Bodazara names. But the outcome was, therefore you give new names. And I think the Ramban is saying that there is no such Jewish minute to give new names. There was an Emorite minute to give new names. And the Jews are not to it. I assume the Ramban is aware and is thinking of the reason why a conqueror would change the names of the places which he conquers. It is a facet of human history that when a country is conquered, you change all the old names. The man is undoubtedly aware of it because in recent historical memory, the Reconquistada, the Christian reconquest of Spain, was taking place. I mean, it had, the man is living it. it it's day to day. I don't know. The, I can't think of the exact years right now. But, but, the, but the man is in the middle of the period called the Reconquest. And very often, the Christian Spaniards change the names of the places that they conquered. Not always, but very often. There were Spanish names for cities, and there were Arabic names for cities. And they changed the names. And the reason why that's done is to erase, literally, the presence of the people that you have conquered and perhaps exiled, wiped out, or in any event, trans- uh, 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 taken their place. And this was repeated all over the history of the conquest of lands. And that presumably is the reason why the Emirates changed the names of at least some of the cities that they conquered from Moab. And renamed them in the honor of, according to what Chazal said, which Ramban doesn't either endorse, nor rejects, renamed it in honor of their, of their gods. And I think the man here is taking pains. He has uh, some fairly good proofs that he's correct. And he has to, the Pasuk is demanding an explanation. It's not just a side point. There's this phrase in the Pasuk, Musabotchem, the changing of names. The man is going at pains to say that we didn't do that. Yeshua conquered all of Eretz Canaan and he left the old names in place. In fact, in the one place where it says the name was changed, Ramban says, they restored the old names, not gave new names. And that's why I made the point of saying that I thought the first reason the man was the first reason. The reason why they did it, they wanted to use the ancient names because the ancient name is the proper name. Then he refers to other reasons. Oh, in this case, perhaps because these two cities had bad names. In other words, First of all, they don't give new names. If they do give new names, it has to be a good reason. And when they do have that good reason, it turns out they don't give totally new names, but they reuse the ancient names. They're not afraid, and they're not trying to erase the ancient, non-Jewish, pagan history of these lands. The cities are called by their Canaanite, Emorite, Moabite names, unless there's a particular reason to object to a given name, then you have to change it. 
So one reason would be because these names are Vodazara. They have pagan connotations. But the first reason says that no, they had no sentimentality because Emmerite names, because Emmerite names in any event weren't real names. And therefore, if there were two names for a city, they went back to the more ancient one. They didn't choose the more new one or the themselves, even even more new one. But they acted against the first reason of They wiped out the innovation of changing a place's name and they restored the ancient, I think, proper, the word proper I'm making up now. The old name is the true name. And that was the minog of the Jews in this conquest. This is a very interesting point. I mean, it has ramifications. I'm not going to go into the details, but there is a political issue involved to this very day in name-giving in Israel. Anyone who's wandered around Yushalayim and reads the street signs knows that there are neighborhoods in Yushalayim referred to by street signs that almost nobody knows where they are because nobody calls them by those names. It was a major struggle of the mayor of Jerusalem, Teddy Kolak, to attempt to change the names of the Arab neighborhoods of Yerushalayim into Jewish names, into Hebrew names. An effort which usually did not succeed. Very few people know the neighborhood of Kumamiyut is found. It's called Talbiya. Or the neighborhood of Gonin, which is called Katamon. And other neighborhoods as well, which have names in Hebrew that it didn't succeed. But it's a, it's a, it's an issue that comes out, in fact, this morning on the news. The name came up, the issue came up once again. Uh, place names, how place names are given out in Israel. And what one does with the Arab names of places which were once Arab or still Arab. So, without commenting on present Israeli news, the Ramban here, I think, is specifically making a point. It's true, he has to explain the words in the Pasuk, but he's writing at length and proving not merely that he thinks Rasi's Pshat in Musa Bot Shem is incorrect, but he's saying that he knows it's incorrect because there is no such minhag whatsoever. Yeshua conquered all of Eretz Yisrael, we do not change names. This opposite is an exception, and it's an exception in the opposite direction that you might think. It's restoration of names and not giving a new name. And I wish to draw our attention to a far more famous Ramban found in Pashat Mas'e, the continuation of the double reading of the, uh, of the portion of the Torah. The Ramban that uh, almost all discussions of Halacha and Tzionut uh, come back to the Ramban who says there's a mitzvah asay to conquer the land of Israel. Usually what they quote is the Ramban in his uh, uh, addendum uh, correction to the Sefer Mitzvot of the Rambam where he states that there is a mitzvah asay in Torah to conquer and maintain the conquering of Eretz Yisrael. And in the uh, commentary to the Torah, it's found in Pashat Masai, on the Pasuk in Parak Lamed Gimel, Pasuk Nun Gimel. V'horashtem et ha'aretz v'yishavtem ba, ki lachem natati et ha'aretz l'areshet ota. And you shall inhabit. Actually, horashtem means to disinherit, disinherit the people who are there. Horashtem et ha'aretz. You will take the land as your inheritance. V'yishavtem ba, and you will dwell in it. Because I've given it to you to inherit it. And Rashi says 
and that it's not, the way Rashi explains it's not a mitzvah to say, it's explaining the order of things. It comes as a major recommendation in this particular case. When you're conquering the land, make sure you first disinherit the people who are there. In other words, drive them out, otherwise you won't be able to live there. Something which the Torah says explicitly many times. The man says, no, it's a mitzvah to say. Does it mean, Torah said, you should dwell on this land, not just conquer because you have a chance to conquer it, you will dwell on this land because it's given to you. Expression meaning the word yimasu is a very strong word. You should not despise the portion of God, meaning by, by turning your back in it. And then he explains explicitly, the man says, If someone has the idea, If someone decides, let's go conquer another land and go live there. Uganda, Persia, Armenia, Alaska. The island of Ararat in upstate New York, or the neighborhoods of Flatbush and Borough Park, and we can live there. al mitzvat Hashem. This is the common expression found in Chazal. That this mitzvah called Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. No one knows where it comes from. The man says it's from it's from this pasuk in Pashat Masay Paraklam and Gimel pasuk pasuk Nun Gimel. There's no connection to the two Rambans I've quoted today. I have nothing more to add to this Raman. It's a Raman that requires a great deal of discussion as to what exactly he means, especially when compared to the language he uses in Nesefa uh, Mitzvot, not here, uh, where he adds the words, and we should not leave it in the hands of anybody else, which of course comes from the Pasuk. It says, Behol Rashtem, Rashtem. The word Lehorish in this context means to get rid of the people who are there. And... But I'm not going to discuss this Raman. We already used up our time discussing the first Raman. The connection is, of course, uh, the nature of what it means to conquer. Raman says to conquer the land means to to dwell in it. It doesn't mean to rewrite its history. On the contrary, the Jews were quite comfortable living in lands which had Canaanite names. And in at least one case, in the case of Bnei Gad, in the lands of Sichon, they actually, through love of history, you might say, through, through restoring the ancient roots, they deliberately called the cities, they actually had to give new names, but they were the old names, they deliberately called the cities by the names given to them uh, in ancient times by non-Jewish people who had lived there before them. They didn't think they had to give uh, new names based on Jewish personalities or cities where they had come from or spell in which they had written and the names were the names that these places had borne from time immemorial and, and that's all we have time for today we'll be back next week when we will begin uh, Sefer Devarim this is Ezra Birkwish and you all called Tuv you've been listening to KMTT, the Torah podcast, Kim Itzion, Tetzay Torah, Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim. Kotov.